Trader Joe was at it again. New York Giants general manager Joe Shane traded up to help boost a very thin area of the team. We're going to talk all about the Giants' first-round draft pick, Deontay Banks out of Maryland, coming up next on the Locked on Giants podcast. You are Locked on Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. My name is Patricia Trena. Welcome. It is Friday, April 28th. The first round of the NFL draft is in the books. The New York Giants made a pick. We're going to break it all down for you here on today's episode, which, by the way, is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your own football franchise, then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores and get a 100% free boost to your franchise when using the promo code Locked On in all caps when you sign up for the game. All right, Giant fans, we've got a lot to talk about this morning. The Giants going with cornerback Deontay Banks in round one. But to get Deontay Banks, the Giants had to trade up one spot. So we're going to talk about why. We're going to talk about what they gave up. We're going to talk about the pick itself. So let's get started. Let's uh, start things off, obviously, with the trade. Now, interestingly enough, the way the draft board fell last night was very favorable. Um, As is always the case with mock drafts, nobody ever gets it right. It's just impossible. But the Giants who went into this draft needing a cornerback Uh, to me cornerback was the biggest need for this team you know I know people will say well they got to get a number one receiver they got to get this they got to get that no cornerback was the biggest need and I say that because you look at the NFC East teams where the Giants just haven't done well against their opponents their division opponents in recent years Dallas has now Brandon Cook C.D. Lamb Washington has Terry McLaurin The Eagles have A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith, all right? You need speed to keep up with the speed. And the Giants just didn't have it last year. It was as plain as day. So to my thinking, cornerback was the bigger need. Now, if we look at how the draft was falling in the first round, it was kind of interesting, all right? So in the first round, The first cornerback that came off the board was uh, Devin Witherspoon coming off at number five, going to Seattle. But then what was interesting is two running backs went in the first round, Bijan Robinson and Jamar Gibbs. All right. So by number 12, by by pick 12, there had only been one cornerback that came off the board. So you're sitting there and you're saying, okay. Now you're approaching the teams. Might the Giants trade up to get a cornerback? The next time a cornerback came off the board was Emmanuel Forbes at number 16. All right. And interestingly enough, the receivers didn't start coming off the board until pick number 20 when Seattle took Jackson Smith Najikba. 
So, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, okay, we're in the twenties, only a couple of cornerbacks to come off the board. One receivers come off the board. What's going to happen? Well, the funny thing is, is once Smith Najigma came off the board, there were, uh, there was a mini run on receivers. So uh, Smith Najigba, like I said, went off the board at 20, Quinton Johnson at 21, Zay Flowers went at 22, Jordan Addison at 23. At that point, you kind of knew that the Giants were definitely going to go cornerback because I think those were the top four graded cor- uh, receivers on their board. And I just didn't get the, the sense that the Giants would trade up to get a receiver. And I say that because you look at the collection of receivers the Giants had last year and how they were able to optimize and get the most out of that group. You know, a group of players that a lot of people say just lack the household name or star quality, and yet they were very productive for what the offense asked them to do. So the thinking, I believe, is that, look, we've got Kafka coming back, the offensive coordinator. We added to the receiver room Paris Campbell. Um, You know, Darren Waller is going to be part of that receiving uh, game as well, even though he's a tight end. You know, we'll add in what what, what we already have with uh, Darius Slayton returning. You know, they added Jeff Smith, um, Jamison Crowder. I think the uh, the thought process is, you know, Kafka got a lot out of this group last year. He'll get a lot out of this group again this year. So at that point, at number 23, after the last receiver came off the board, Addison, the Jaguars go on the clock. And the Giants... You wonder if they wanted to perhaps um, if they wanted to jump ahead of somebody. Maybe they got a a a tip or something that somebody was looking to move up to grab Deontay Banks. Banks, I believe, yes, he was the last cornerback to come off the board in round one. So anyway, the Giants, who if you've been watching me, if you've been reading me, I've been saying it all along that there was no way the Giants were going to take all 10 of their picks. Sure enough, they packaged a bunch to move up one spot with the Jaguars. So who did they, what did they package up? They packaged uh, one of their fifth round picks, picks number 160 overall, and one of their three seventh round picks, pick number 240 overall. Moved up one spot, grabbed Banks, and they immediately shored up an area of weakness. Now, after that, just worth noting here, I thought this was kind of cool. The Jaguars, who had the 25th pick originally held by the Giants, swapped with the Buffalo Bills, who grabbed tight end Dalton Kincaid out of Utah. And why do I mention that? Well, because at number 26, the Dallas Cowboys would have been on the clock and they need a tight end. And they ended up taking a defensive tackle, Matsy Smith, out of uh, Michigan. So in a way, I thought that was kind of cool. Buffalo, by trading up, I suspect thwarted the Dallas Cowboys from getting the tight end that that they might have had their eye on. But anyway, let's get back to the Giants. So a lot of people asked me after the trade was made, why did they move up for just one spot? Well, I again, I suspect there might have been somebody at the back end of the deep, uh, of the draft looking to move up, looking to jump them. And uh, general manager Joe Shane was asked about this. Why trade up for one spot? And I'm going to just play for you his response, what he had to say about that, rather than try and paraphrase it. The way it went down and the, the way the board fell, it was just uh, we, were, we were getting depleted. So it was the right thing to do for us. Um, 
we do a lot of research on team needs and you know what people need behind us and including the the, the team that we traded with so uh, that was a scenario we put together earlier in the day if we got there and we were worried about anybody else coming up to that position um, we had something in place with Jacksonville and it worked out all right coming up next who is Deontay Banks and what does he bring to the team we're going to talk about that coming up right after this Hey, Giant fans, if you think you have what it takes to run your own draft, pick your own players and coaches and build your franchise from the bottom up into a dynasty, then you need to try Ultimate Football GM. This game is so much fun. And best of all, you can play it offline and compete with your friends for bragging rights. And did I mention that Ultimate Football GM is completely free to play and that Locked on Giants listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when they use the promo code LOCKEDON in all caps? in the game store. So what are you waiting for? Show the the NFL GMs how it's done. Find Ultimate Football GM in the app stores or visit ultimate-gm.com. And don't forget that promo code locked on in all caps to get your free boost. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked on Giants podcast. I'm your host, Patricia Trena. And it is the day after the first round of the NFL draft, the Giants selecting Deontay Banks out of Maryland, cornerback in the first round of the draft. And um, pretty good pick, I think. I think Banks, you know, like all rookies, you know, they're not perfect. They've got some, some work to do on their games. But I kind of like this pick for reasons I stated before, which is primarily the Giants needed to get guys who can Fit into not only fit into that Wink Martindale defense, but also who could keep up with the speeding receivers in the division. That was a major problem for the team last year. So that's why cornerback, you know, that was the the, the position I was thinking all along. If, if not in the first round, definitely in the second round. But as it turned out, given the way the board fell, it went to the uh, first round. All right, so. What does Deontay Banks bring to the table? All right. He's a six foot, 200 pound physical corner. Uh, very smooth mover, loose hips, can swivel and backpedal, has decent speed. I think he ran a 4.35 in the 40. Strong, tough, great tackler, which is going to be key in run support. Um, can handle the rough stuff. Um, let's see. He's, he's tenacious. Uh, enjoys playing press coverage, but he can also play zone. Basically any scheme you ask him to, he could play um, good with his hands, good reaction time. Um, a lot of stuff to like about him. Now there are some bumps in his game. He's not very instinctive. Sometimes doesn't find the ball very quickly. Um, probably limited to the boundary. I don't think he's going to be a guy they're going to put in the slot very often, but then again, slot cornerback is a, whole different animal, something that I suspect they're going to address at some point later on in this draft. Um, at Maryland, he uh, Deontay Banks handled the different responsibilities and was one of the better uh, outside cornerbacks in the country. So um, I think amongst the things that might have drawn the Giants' attention to him included, you know, his physical nature, the mirroring ability, and the tenacity that he brought to the catch point. Now, here's what's interesting, folks. A lot of people um, wanted the Giants, if they were going to go cornerback, given how the board fell, they were thinking Joey Porter Jr. 
And I just want to go back real quick to the trade up because obviously as the, the picks were falling, the boards were falling, the Giants were going to be in a position to get one of Banks or Joey Porter Jr. And the fact that they traded up should pretty much tell you all you need to know about who they had ranked way higher. Um, Joey Porter Jr. I don't believe even went in the first round. So he's probably going to be a day two pick, a good cornerback, but just not with a first round grade as far as the Giants were concerned, hence the trade up. Um, Some other things about Banks and where he fits in. Now, head coach Brian Dable did say, you know, like everybody else, he's going to have to come in and earn his keep. He's going to have to earn a spot in the defense, in the starting lineup. Okay, I get that and whatnot, but given the struggles that the Giants had at cornerback last year, you know, Adoree Jackson uh, is entering the final year of his contract, as I've said before. The Giants, I'm not so sure if they're going to extend him. I don't think they are. It was time for them to start thinking about making over the cornerback, the starting cornerback group. Now, can Aaron Robinson, who has missed chunks of the last two seasons with injuries, can he be part of the solution? I still question why the Giants even moved him to the outside last year when he was primarily a slot cornerback in college. They felt he could play the outside. I don't know if they still feel that way. I mean, it's going to be a question certainly worth asking at some point because um, my guess is that, you know, you're taking a first round pick at cornerback. You're probably not going to let him sit on the bench. I would be very, very surprised if Deontay Banks isn't the starting cornerback opposite of Dory Jackson moving forward. So I wonder if perhaps this means the Giants are going to push Aaron Robinson back to the slot where he can compete with Darnay Holmes for that position. That would make the most sense to me. I don't know if that's what the coaching staff is thinking. You know, you asked Brian Dable about personnel deployment and whatnot, and basically he kind of put you off a little bit by saying, you know, there's still time to figure all that stuff out, which there is, I suppose. So they're going to probably want to take a look at what these guys can do and who could perform well and whatnot. But bottom line, the giants needed to address cornerback. You know, they, they really didn't address it much in free agency, um, adding just a money or via free agency from the Detroit lions, one time a starter for the Lions, but then lost his starting job and with it some confidence. So the Giants are going to see if they can't, you know, give this kid a fresh start and get get out of him what he started to show when he held a starting role. So the quarterback position, I don't think it's fully complete. I would not be surprised if the Giants dip again into the quarterback spot at some point later in the draft, but certainly a good start to the draft for the New York Giants who who had that glaring need, that absolute glaring need. And, um, you know, for those of you who are, are, you know, twisting your hands about, oh, they traded, you know, up one spot. Why? What, what's the point? Like I said, um, usually when a team trades up, it's not necessarily a, a panic move, folks. It, it means that maybe there was a win that somebody was looking to move up to get a cornerback because, um, everybody grades these players differently. So um, the Giants have their man and uh, we'll see how it works out. It's probably too early to give a grade to the pick right now, but um, look, they got their man. 
They shored up an area of weakness. Um, if you're looking for a grade on the pick, um, this isn't my grade. This is um, Sports Illustrated's grade. They gave the pick a B plus. So we'll see. Can't tell until the guy's been in the league for three years, but certainly that in terms of addressing a glaring need, the Giants did right by themselves. All right, coming up next, who's still on the board? What are the needs and the agenda for day two? We're going to cover that right after this. Hey, Giant fans, if you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste, then you got to try a Built Bar or Puff. These tasty treats are healthy and amazing with each bar or puff covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like eating a candy bar, but without all the fat, carbs, and sugar. With Built Bars and Puffs, you're getting a generous dose of protein in every serving. We're talking about 17 grams of protein on average. And most bars boast about 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and all the good stuff in between. And did you know right now you don't have to wait for a box to be shipped from Built? That's right. Just pop into your local Sam's Club or Walmart to pick up your box of assorted flavors and thank me later. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked on Giants podcast. I'm your host, Patricia Trena. And coming up on the Lockdown Giants podcast, I'm probably going to do one more show over the weekend. It's going to be a draft recap show. So I will do shorts for you over on YouTube on picks two and three if they are made. Um, But I'll probably do a big wrap up show for you at some point on Sunday night. Um, I'm sorry, on Saturday, Saturday night. uh, And I'll get that out to you. It just will be a little bit easier to get all that together for you. So anyway, let's talk about day two, which is, as you're watching this, we are in day two. What are the needs? Who are the best available? Round two, get me a center, please. Still left on the board for the Giants to pick from, assuming that they stay put and these guys fall to them. Uh, TCU guard Steve Avila, Wisconsin center Joe Tipman. Uh, John Michael Schmitz is still on the board. So um, Luke Whipler, I believe, is still on the board. Plenty of centers to choose from. The Giants have got to get a center. I mean, there's no excuse for this. I mean, there's just no excuse for the Giants not to get a center. And just give Daniel Jones the same guy that he can you know, rely on year after year after year, rather than a revolving door. All right. Now, if you are of the opinion that the Giants need a receiver in the second round, you have Jonathan Mingo out of Ole Miss, Jalen Hylett out of uh, Tennessee is still available. Um, So those are two names you could probably keep an eye on if the Giants decide to go receiver. Um, Mingo is six foot two, 220. And Jalen Hylett, six foot, uh, 176 pounds. So a little on the light side, but, you know, still a very good player. Also available, surprisingly, considering that some mock draft analysts had this guy in the first round, safety Brian Branch of Alabama, who kind of like Xavier McKinney can play all over the place, handle multiple responsibilities. So if the Giants think that they you know, need a safety, another safety to add to that group, that they want to pair up with McKinney for the long term. Brian, ben- 
Brian Branch is another option. So plenty of guys still available. But if you were to ask me, what do I think the Giants are going to do as far as second and third round pick? I think they're going to go offensive line, interior offensive line round two. Round three, I could see them going receiver. So who that is, I don't know. I mean, also I should add round three, I could potentially even see maybe a running back, if a decent running back is still sitting there. But running back, I suspect, might be more of a round four type pick because they're going to add to that group. There's no doubt in my mind they're going to add to that group. Now, another question that kind of popped up is, would Joe Shane consider trading again? given that now he has what uh, he has a total of eight picks. So he's got seven left as of, um, you know, the first round activity conclusion. Shane did not rule it out. Now here's the thing. If you're Joe Shane, do you maybe try and trade down at some point with a team looking to pick up, you know, to, to get into that second round back into that second round. And do you maybe look to get, assets for next year. That would have been a scenario that I predicted might happen with the Giants. I thought maybe, you know, in the first round, they might trade down a spot or two to get assets for next year. Because as I pointed out before, the Giants, as of right now, are not projected to have any comp picks next year. And as we've seen with Shane, he likes to trade. He likes to move around the board. And if you only have seven picks, and you don't have extra picks to move around, kind of limits you as to what you can do in the draft. Now, that's not to say that the Giants can't pick up future picks if they were to move a player, for example, which is certainly a possibility. Who that player is right now, I couldn't tell you because, you know, we've got to see how the rest of the draft uh, falls into place. But it'll be interesting to see what Shane does regarding um trading and getting additional assets. I mean, it could be a situation where maybe things bunch up uh, in uh, training camp and they have excess players that maybe they can offer to to another team looking to trade. And um, for those of you who might be wondering, well, might they trade Saquon Barkley? I would say at this point, the chances of that happening are very, very low. I don't see that happening. And I know a lot of you have asked me, well, how would a trade work with Barkley since he hasn't signed his franchise tag? The way it would probably work is if an agreement was reached in principle with another team, um, that team would obviously have to offer Barkley a long-term contract because I don't think Barkley will jump from the Giants to another team and still agree to play on any kind of franchise tag. I think Barkley would probably want a contract to move on to another team, whether it be, you know, a two-year deal or whatever. So there would have to be an agreement in principle at which point the Giants could, I believe, trade Barkley if they wanted to. And again, I don't think they're going to. I don't think they want to. But that possibility, you can't sit here and say that it, it, it definitely won't happen because there are no, you know, there is no such thing as definitely in the NFL. So that's where we're at after one day of the NFL draft. What are the Giants going to do tonight? Well, we'll have it for you. Keep it here on the Lothan Giants podcast. 
Check us out over on Giants Country. We're doing coverage over there. And we will see you over the weekend, Giant fans, here on the Locked on Giants podcast.